Hello, everybody. How are you? Welcome. Happy holidays. Um, we're not allowed to say Merry Christmas as part of our war on Christmas. Obviously, um, that's over with. Yes, we're canceling. In the spirit Christmas. of the war on Christmas, I just posted in episode discussion the uh, optimal menorah for celebrating Hanukkah. What is this your show? It looks like four Coke bottles. Oh God, it's a fucking. <laughs> she anyway. <laughs> Adam Cardo. Uh, hey, my, my Adam, I'm guessing. That's right. Crossovers are happening. Um, oh, snap. Hello, Brandon's other podcast. Yes. Uh, and Kennedy Cooper, who's not at all a crossover. No. He's just the guy. I'm always here. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Is it just you and Kennedy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Leia's not here. Leia had to duck out and do uh, something for school, something for life, something, whatever. Something. Yeah. But uh, she can we be thought a little we... vague, but uh, you know, we trust her. Oh, so so you did have a third person? Yeah. But they're just not here. That's cool. It's cool. Yeah. I, I didn't actually know how many people were on your other podcast. I thought it may have been like four. Have you ever listened to this show before? No. You are not, not displaying solidarity. You could be retweeting, upvoting. To be fair, could... I'm pretty bad about listening to our own show. I don't, yeah, I don't think you've I'm like, ever I'm like Jerry Springer. I don't watch my own stuff. <laughs> um, This is true. Uh, You've got to really put all your energy into the producer. You're like Adam Driver. Uh <laughs> You know, they showed Adam Driver like a clip of oh, him. Oh, no, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, he was such an awful choice <laughs> what? for Ben Solo. Oh, 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 we're gonna, okay, listen. We're starting with hot takes already. I haven't even seen this next movie, but I've, oh, I have a bunch of takes about the other two I've, in Star I've, Wars in I general. Think, I think he's the best thing about the, the last two movies. Um, You definitely, hmm. he's... Because he he is more pathetic than the average movie villain, but that's good. Like that's interesting. That's something that you can think about and speculate and wonder what he's gonna do next. Or as a know, modern twenty nineteen incel villain. Yeah, but I mean, way better done. Like way better done than like Cuck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kylo Ren is way. I mean, yeah, yeah so, I'm actually changing my mind now. That is a pretty good point. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's like someone a, better than Driver. Maybe I don't know. Well, here's the thing. He's not like a a hot guy but he should be inspiration to all of you people who are like i can't do this i'm not hot enough look he just worked out um and brooded and just I'm a marine well yeah you know you join the marine just be a troop yeah just and, be a and, and, and then you're not hot be a troop you'll get hot easy easy that's <laughs> you anyway. can quote us quote us on that but actually don't please um, you don't support the troops. Wow. Fucking lit. Well, no, I support I support our real troops, pizza delivery drivers. <laughs> Thank you. As a delivery driver, I am I appreciate your gratitude. Well, and you know, around the holidays, especially pizza delivery driving is a pretty dangerous job. Adam so. uh is a rideshare driver and uh if we we I don't know and if we delivery. Oh, I, I didn't know you both. did delivery. Damn. Yeah, I do really Uber, on top of it. Uber and Uber are the same thing. Like I don't know why people think those are two separate things. Like it's all the same app. Like so, like I'm sitting in the car just waiting for either an Uber order or an Uber Eats order and it just one of them just things. Yeah. Um and there were like, like, according to stats, there have been like 70 billion sexual assault on Uber and Lyft. What someone pointed out to me i think it was asher actually uh adam we had asher knuckles uh on the show yesterday um oh how was he oh, he was great he was great. very intriguing yeah. um yeah very good guest we'll 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 talk about it i guess later because we don't, i don't know when it's gonna publish like a week after this comes out so if you're listening to this yeah, right I, now i'm pissed at him though he never uh <laughs> Went to one of the uh, training we held and never uh, filled out the feedback form. So we couldn't give oh. accurate feedback. 
So, uh oh. I mean, but, uh, how are we supposed to do this? Asher how are we supposed to use scientific Asher. socialists if we don't have the evidence? We Asher need more science. District. He's practically in Tennessee. Like he can give feedback. That's all the better. That we we need to get a branch started out there. They need it. I don't. That would. Be, they could use some love. That would be very. <laughs> that would be very interesting. I'd love to see us start a branch up there. Here, um, we could have a branch everywhere in Georgia, but y'all playing. So yeah, can leadership uh, man. Either Frank way, all the way. <laughs> talk to Asher. And he said that that those sexual assault cases on Lyft and Uber weren't just the drivers doing it to the passengers. The passengers are assaulting the driver. Um, it's very spooky out there. Adam, just cover cover yourself, protect yourself. Um, you no, know, people. Just, everyone, when I tell them I'm an Uber driver, they're like, "Oh God, are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> Is something bad gonna happen? Because it creeps me out. Like how concerned people are about me. I don't feel that unsafe. But everyone Protect is so scared. I think I should. Me should I be more scared? <laughs> Protect our beautiful baby boy. Uh, Thank you. What? So um, and also, oh, uh, I also want to give a, sh a plug to Rideshare Drivers United of Georgia. That's the union I'm a part of. Uh, and we need it because they treat us like shit. Do they have a URL? Uh yes. Is it? I'm trying to find it. While you tell us about whether they have a URL, do they have any actual power? You have a sort of an okay relationship with the Atlanta Lift Office, and that's something. No, that is something. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I want to do more stuff with it, help get off the ground. So, People NASCAR. Just in the, okay, in the yeah, 70s, I have NASCAR. Uh, the link. Oh, it's just uh, the the URL is just rideshareDriversUnitedGeorgia.org. Very lengthy, but very simple. I like it. And our big ones are, big demands are, Driver safety, fair pay, accountability and due process, ending the predatory rental programs, driver capital and regulations, and better airport conditions. Because I don't know if y'all have ever seen the airport parking lot where Ubers wait, but it fucking sucks. Yeah, the one by our airport is awful. I was just like talking to somebody who drives Lyft recently, and she was just talking about how much it sucks to sit there so loud. Tell us about it. Oh, what's I wasn't it even like? talking about that. What, what's it like? It's not loud in the Atlanta. Oh, far away? Is it hot? What are we worried about? Here? Oh, just it's just an open parking lot with like hundreds of Uber cars just waiting. There are no like facilities. There's these awful porta potties, and that's the only stuff we have. Listen, and you and but compared to like the Taxis where they have like really nice facilities and there's like a place where you can get food and you have really nice bathrooms. You think that you could make more money uh with a food with like a food cart um <laughs> just, lot just selling driving. to the Uber drivers. Yeah, What's just, up? You want a burrito? Come on. Shit on ice. Uh, we, that's what I want to do with the union, just give out free food to people. I mean they would your free coffee, that would be cool. Shalist. But uh any but uh, in, and really I know it can nothing. be different because uh Brandon, you were saying or... oh just fucking socialists, there's nothing that can be done with these people i started to try <laughs> to introduce you a method of getting some profit and you're like let's just give it away for free to the oh yeah fuck profit, man like i don't wow I'm, I'm really like seeing a new side of you on this podcast <laughs> listen to this episode we we openly talk about new ways to grift all the time they never work out but like yeah, we we definitely. Oh, no, no, uh, grifting is talking different. about new grift. Uh, okay. I'm 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 in very fear. Okay, I'm not. I don't like business, but I like grift because if you're gonna fuck people over, you might as well just go all out. For me, it's either all or nothing. Like I'm gonna I see, be my my thing uh, about this though oh, is that 
like, it's the same. Like, everybody thinks that there's a difference between business and grifting. No, all business is grift. All of it. Every business. Oh, yeah, that's every my business thing. is a grift. It's well, based so, on lies. Then I can do whatever grift I want. The thing is, though, there's the people who realize that and the people who don't. And I want to, if I'm going to grift, I'm going to act like the people who realize who know it's a grift and just Fair. like fucking just do insider trading, uh, kicking, uh, oil fracking, uh, just all the horrible things. Perfect. So with that, we are on talking about again? I don't even know. the prime <laughs> season for grifting, which is Christmas. Uh, yes. I, I saw a really good. So uh, the prime season for grifting is uh, November elections, but continue. <laughs> 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 the second prime season for grifting christmas i saw a really cool a uh, little chart like a compass and it had pro christmas anti-christmas pro capitalism anti-capitalism and it had yeah, like jesus santa uh the grinch and scrooge as the four layers wow uh, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh, do you uh kennedy do you have a uh a a place on that compass would you say you're more of a jesus a santa a grinch or a screw <laughs> um i would say that i'm uh I, i'm like a, a a radical centrist lefty you know like i'm halfway between jesus and grinch here um there's parts of me that are like yeah you know there's something to this whole let's have a holiday and then there's the other parts of me that are like destroy everything that society has ever created <laughs> Adam, you're obviously disqualified from being Jesus. You killed that guy. But of the three remaining options... Uh, joke's on you. I am Jesus. Oh, damn it. Are you sure you're Jesus? <laughs> well, I either have killed him or Luke, have But still, like, like I, I think that counts for something. Absolutely. No, for me, I, I'm definitely lean the Grinch. But I don't mm. even really like, actively hate Christmas. It's just like I was raised Jewish. It was just not like a part of my life or like head space. It's just, it's just for me, it's always been this thing that just other people do. Are you celebrating it at all? Is it just uh, I think thing? like me and the other people who don't celebrate Christmas are going to celebrate something possibly festivus uh also so today was the first night of hanukkah i forgot about that again that it is yes that's yeah, happening it's a thing what is what is the deal the with shit what is the deal holiday with we raised up you have some started hanukkah from the bottom now it's here <laughs> yeah, before, takes, right? before the show you were revealing a hot hanukkah take yeah which i liked actually wait did i not did it was that not recording oh we weren't recording we oh okay yeah uh the secret of hanukkah is it's bullshit it's a bullshit holiday we raised up to the top tier to compete with christmas and no one wants to admit it it's super true though <laughs> the... i don't fully believe this because like i just feel like it hanukkah would be doing better if it was trying to compete if it was really an effort <laughs> like why is it doing so badly um why why where are the only hanukkah... like two percent of the u.s population man i don't know where are we, the we're not gonna compete with christmas Christmas. No one can ever Where really do that. Where are the cartoons? Yeah, I mean, Where are the Hallmark special? Well, there were uh, some wonderful. Uh, no, the Rugrats had some great. Uh, had a great Hanukkah episode. No, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Probably one of the best representations. Rugrats killed it. Yeah, you it totally it killed folks. it. I love that as a kid. We would watch that in Sunday school. It's like, yeah, this this is it. This this is our holiday special. That's that's our version of Charlie Brown's Christmas. <laughs> that's right. What's um? What's <laughs> the best hanukkah movie is it eight crazy nights is it something else <laughs> God. i think it may just be that by default yeah, uh, i feel like that's the only one that i know about i don't want to agree but 
I don't know what to say. There aren't really any Hanukkah movies. I mean, there's, uh... I watched that, uh, what was that newer Adam Sandler movie that's very Jewish? Mentioned Hanukkah a couple times. I don't know. That's, does that count? <laughs> maybe, maybe it's Fievel and American Tale. Yeah. There you go. Yes. American Tale. <laughs> I but actually, I okay, Fievel was my to... shit. That was my shit as oh, a kid. Not awesome. even kidding. Here we go. That's our. That's arguably our winner then. But I also, I didn't even really know I was Jewish as a child because, you know, like my parents are completely non-practicing. My mom's not into it at all. She's not even, that's not even her heritage and she's not interested. Um, You know, so I didn't even like, I, I had to figure out later what any of this was even about. <laughs> and Hanukkah doesn't make sense to me still at all i don't know what i don't know what this one's supposed to be i could tell you about some of the other holidays oh hanukkah's uh well i think it's great well i think it's great well i have a little bit of mixed feelings about hanukkah but uh uh yeah uh the uh i also want to give a shout out to uh the hanukkah zombie from Futurama. Bender's yeah. Big Store? Or is that something else? Yeah. yeah. No, he wasn't Bender. He's been in several things, but he was uh, was also in Bender's Big Score. There you go. Bender's okay. Big Score. Such a good film. Just a classic of the... of the. Oh, yeah. Those two... The, the art. Those movies were so great. I mean, straight to DVD. Um, so let's talk a little bit about just, like, dealing with the holidays as a socialist. Like, I think we've been touching on that a little bit. This was sort of the loose concept that we had for this episode. Um, you know, I think that most of us can relate to the feeling of being at a hot holiday, whether it's Hanukkah, Christmas, uh, you're one of the 12 people that celebrate Kwanzaa, uh, just, you know, whatever holiday. Yeah. Like, you've probably had this experience of being at the dinner table and you're just trying to get through this shit and someone is insisting you talk about a subject that is for whatever reason difficult for you or difficult for them or the combination you know really uh and uh yeah i don't know like let's just talk about like some stories that we've had i'm sure we all have them um and like just kind of maybe we could discuss some of the ways that we've successfully or not so successfully navigated this bullshit around this time of year because there's a lot of it well let's first tackle like how much it should be navigated uh adam i know you love twitter discourse i don't know if you remember this controversy but there was a woman on Twitter who was uh, who just made a post and was just saying, like, I have like old racist relatives. And if they're just saying like some shit that's, that I don't like, I just ignore them because I only see them twice a year and they're senile. Uh, and that person had like the fires of hell rain down upon them. And a lot of the <laughs> takes were like, listen, if you're not confronting your racist white relatives, you are creating and perpetuating white supremacy. All that kind of shit. Um, I basically, Adam, to what degree should we be confronting our relatives over the holidays with these discussions? Uh, I kind of feel like, well, I'll let you go first. Uh, you just tell me. Uh, what you I'm of the opinion you should confront them and just, yeah, just confront them. And if it breaks up the family, so be it. Fuck them. Like, I know that sounds really harsh, but like, <laughs> that's just how Listen, I am. I mean, um, it also sort of thing where like, I've stopped hanging out with big parts of my family because I don't know, we've lost touch. And also the one, the family I do hang out with, uh, the most right-leaning person is probably my grandma, and she's a big resistance lib, 
which is like not that bad so it's like uh for me it's hasn't come up that much except uh with some brothers family but i'm just like you know if i can't feel comfortable talking about how what should be good in the world then i don't really want to talk to you so there's that kennedy you support the abolition of the family so how do you feel about (laughs) well you already put me on the spot with that (laughs) intro but uh yeah i'm not um I'm not that uh, particularly attached to the idea of a like designated family unit and an obligation to those people. Um, I do think that your chosen family can include blood family, and that's okay. Um, but uh, you know, I don't think that you have an obligation to like maintain decorum in these settings. And in fact, I think that for far too long part of the problem has been just kind of quietly sitting there nodding along as your uncle says something completely homophobic and you know sometimes it sucks to call people out for this stuff but you kind of just have to in my opinion at, at least not all the time but like if you never say anything then nothing ever changes. So to just represent the other side of the argument with some things that are true, um, it's not your job to fight every battle that comes across you in life. Um, er, you know, if you were to really contest everything that made you roll your eyes, uh, you literally would not have time to do shit else. Um, I find it so weird that like people made like a huge deal of you've got to confront people in your life. Listen, if you are like a black person of my age, you have at least like five people in your life life that have completely shitheaded take and you roll your eyes at them and you just continue living your life if you ever fucking had your hair cut professionally there's at least two complete dickheads in whatever room you're going in it's not your job to confront everybody on every subject and it's got to be like at your own discretion of when and where you do that i definitely agree with what you're saying but like when it's when it's the family and the holidays i don't know I want to, well, I'm just leaving that out. Keep going, keep going. True, but I want to, I want to continue though. Yeah. Um, You need to be um, a person that can handle confrontation if you want to like make it in life in general and make it as an advocate for any serious political discussion outside of Twitter um, in general. Like you need to be able to talk to people and have conversations that might not 100% make you comfortable. And as much as people say liberals or the left live in a bubble, Republicans live in a deep fucking bubble. They invented the bubble. Um, There are a handful of people who like were raised in a bubble like the last five or six years. But if you're talking to like an old person that's like over the age of like 50 or whatever, they were born in the bubble. They were raised in the bubble. You are probably the first thing that they've personally encountered that is outside the bubble um mm-hmm. for the most part their discussion that that of political views that aren't their own are other people telling them what other people think um they're going to get mad at you and then not really have much to say like that's any deeper of a conversation than what you would hear on a limbaugh segment so if you have any sort of interaction with right-wing views and if you are in america you you have way more exposure to those views um you already know what their arguments are going to be and for the sake of other people that are in the room um like if it's just you and one person maybe you don't want to put up with it but like there are other people in your family that are gonna be apolitical but they're gonna let the shit that they overhear sink in with them so for the same reason that absolutely people are, 
Yeah, for the same reason that people argue about bullshit over the internet, um, and it might not be for that person they're arguing with, but it's for the audience. Like, if there's, like, kids listening or something, they should hear some sort of pushback against their drunk Uncle Miles talking shit. Um, and you shouldn't have problems, like, talking about... Look, obviously you have to pick all your battles. Um, and, like, I'm not saying that, like, you should turn every holiday meal into a battleground. But if you just never address it at all... Uh, then you, uh, listen I mean, if you, you are have to pick, you have to pick some some moments to take a stand and like you say the kids and people other people that are around that are impressionable are so important like it's disheartening if you are for instance an lgbt youth and you are like let's say 12 and you're starting to figure out that you're not straight or whatever that you're not the gender that you were assigned at birth or something and you're sitting around at that dinner table and you already probably feel like shit just showing up there and then like uncle ted's just like you know people really gotta be careful about all this transition and stuff like that sucks for that kid so bad if that's all they hear all night uh, your goal has got to be to make them go well you know i'm not really interested in politics anyway <laughs> that's the end goal uh, to get them to just throw their hands up and walk away from the conversation. They'll never obviously say they were wrong about anything. Um, but you can, you can just fucking humiliate them. <laughs> also, here's the thing. If you're gonna be in these settings at all, like, if you just want to break ties with your family and run off because they suck, great. Or, you know, at least fine. But, like, what baffles me is the people that will consistently choose to be in these settings over and over and over again, where they're just, they just let these conservative family members dunk on them. Don't let your family members do that to you. Fuck that. Yeah, let them really, um, really expose themselves. Like, just ask questions. You don't have to, like, yell at them and call them or whatever. Just ask them what happens to X group. Um, and they kind of like will expose themselves and either horrify the room or horrify themselves or both. Like, I don't feel like we need to give a debate guide. If you're talking about any subject, just ask about what happens to X group when they do when we do what you want. Um, and there are a handful of people who are really over the edge and they're like, yeah, man, let let those be let those we will make a monument of dead in America. Um, but most of them, I mean, but when they do that, like the rest of the room will look around and be like, oh, my God. And someone will jump in and like try to mercifully end the conversation. That's generally the best you can. That's generally the best you're going to get. Um, and it's something. Yeah. Uh, but seriously, like, if you can't don't put yourself ever in have settings. those conversations, just, don't put yourself in those settings. Don't put yourself in settings. Don't talk to family members you don't like. Just treat so them why, like every why, other right-wing person. Why do just I have to exile myself? If I'm listening to this podcast, why do I have to exile myself from my family because Uncle Miles uh, gets drunk and fucking loses his shit? Like, let's get Uncle you Miles. You don't have to, but out. Uncle Miles is taking a stand for what he believes in. Let's get like, Uncle Miles the fuck out of the room. Why, like, why do I have to? I don't want to be with my family. I, you already have a curated existence on your social media. Um, You already have a curated existence in what you watch. If you've got a Netflix account, there's already a fucking algorithm for that. One of the few areas of your life that haven't been uh, pre, uh, you know, arranged for you like a consumer choice is who your relatives are. Um, yeah, that's you why it's great. Not, that's why it sucks. You should not be. <laughs> that's why family sucks. Like, like you just said it right there. Like, what's the, I mean, 
so like half your goal, to, do, is your goal to have power or come if your goal is to have power you should have power wherever you're at power doesn't come from like well somebody said something and i don't want to confront I mean, then, well then what's what should i do then should i reconnect with the conservative parts of my family in order to get in fights with them because that doesn't sound like it's if somebody invites you to something and you don't want to go because Uncle Miles no is bad invitations, like you know, if you want to go somewhere and you want to eat something, then go like just go eat and fuck that guy. Um, you not know, just one guy. It's like everybody, man. I mean, it's just like uh, you know what? I though, just don't although, see why I should hang out with people. This might be. Hmm. <laughs> you aren't you supposed to be Mister Organizer? That's literally all you do is hang out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like that's because I choose to do that because I really am passionate and want to. Like, I, I mean, it, it takes a lot out of me. Like, <laughs> I need to recharge myself. Like, it's not some like like it's it's work, but it's stuff I care about. Yeah, here's the deal. I I might be completely in the wrong. Like, white people might have a completely different experience. Like, if you go to your you go to a gathering and it's like twenty shirts and like it's like you and one other person. Like, maybe that's just too much shit to put up with. I don't know, man. I'm not like in that world um yeah but just in general like what's the it like in your ideal world what's your goal what should be done with with people who have those views and if it's not to confront them if it's is it to marginalize well, I mean, them, I can confront so, them but i'm not gonna do it over like the table i'm gonna do it the usual ways we do with like voting elect actions and you know that stuff well they're gonna vote let me tell you oh we, we talked to asher and he was like i'm spoiling future events but we talked to asher and he was like uh, the one thing i can say about people in my district all of them vote none of them are politically disengaged it's rare that i talk to somebody that doesn't vote and they're fucking all voting republican <laughs> um <laughs> so uh, i i don't know kennedy what do you how do you feel about this power versus mental health versus curating your life and all that stuff? i mean i think that like i said if you don't want to be with your family that's fine just like make that choice, you know, and if they if they just basically are shitty for you to be around, stop forcing your, it upon yourself. However, that said, like there's all kinds of reasons why you might want to keep those ties. And I get that. I really do. So if you're in that position, though, like I was kind of saying a minute ago, you know, Uncle Ted is willing to speak his beliefs. He's not scared. He's not wondering, am I going to upset everybody at the table? by talking about Trump, he just starts doing it. Why are we on the left not comfortable with that same kind of action? Like, we should be just as comfortable to just be like, yeah, Uncle Ted, I did see that on the news and I think it's heckin' racist, everything you just said. And that you guy, know? like, he's gonna go until the rest of the room, like, shouts at him and tells him to stop and he might not stop then. And, you know, a great political leader once said, um, those that hate, they hate with conviction and those that love do it very passively. They do it without any conviction at all. Um, and political change comes when those who love do so with, like, conviction and willingness to confront um but look i mean we we you also have to do that and also preserve yourself um sure there's no right answers but i'm just saying like in general when we talk about like the, the left versus the right i you don't hear this conversation on in right-wing circles of well actually no that's not true there actually are lots of conversations in right-wing circles about like my family has disengaged from me since i started supporting trump and i'm eating a bologna sandwich for dinner and I'm sad. MAGA 2020. It doesn't really change them. 
but you know, they go online and they post about it. I hear about that a lot, actually. It does happen. What if they're a police officer? Say what? What if they're a police officer? <laughs> God. So what if you actually think they've committed a war crime? That's not Whoa. being hyperbolic, actually. Do you have yeah. any relatives that have committed war crimes? I have a cousin in law who's in the IDF. It'll do it. Um Yeah, that's pretty suspect. <laughs> uh is it uh, Gal Gadot? Is your cousin Gal Gadot? No, it's not Gal Gadot. Right, okay. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think that there's has to be reasonable limits. This is not all of this, like, you know, confront your family members. This is not one size fits all advice. Uh even yeah, making it work with your family members, not one size fits all advice. Distancing yourself completely from your family members, not one size fits all advice. Family is so fucking messy that there is no possible way that we could just be like, here's one tip for the holidays that'll help everybody. <laughs> so we're just kind of like doing our best here to cover a lot of different concepts and places. But I hope that none of you are listening to this and thinking, wow, they want me to do what? Because like, no, we don't want you to do anything. I do. But what do you want? What do you want people to do, Adam? Uh, just... If your uncle says something, some bullshit, throw your drink at him. <laughs> him right in the face fuck him i think i can't i can't really ruin judge. holidays just do it just do it okay <laughs> the war on christmas starts here they unite your younger cousins and just kick the shit out of your bullshit uncle i love this shit I, well here's the thing I, I i can't tell everybody what to do in every situation but I do think that human beings in general, uh, just be more ready for confrontation. Be more willing for confrontation. Yeah. Make it, build your capacity for confrontation. Um, just because like, you're going to need it outside of your discussions with your relatives. You're going to need it at your job or at on, in the neighborhood or just in life. So if you feel like doing that in general is weighing on you, um, work on it. Like improve your capacity to that because the, the people who you're trying to stop have a have plenty of capacity absolutely like yeah. i said uncle ted he doesn't hesitate you you we've all seen this guy you know we all know who <laughs> i'm talking about here like he does not hesitate for even one second yeah so um when uncle ted stumbles in and he says um the impeachment of trump was the worst miscarriage of justice since uh the crucifixion of jesus christ <laughs> what do you what do you say to uncle Ted? <laughs> i mean in this fictional scenario uh Tell him, no, you're wrong, you goddamn idiot. But also, I mean, I think that there are a lot of ways that you can lay out the case for impeachment that um, different people can understand. Um, I don't know how deep we want to get into all of that, like... Y'all are focusing too much on Ted. This is the... Okay, I just want to talk about... This is, like, the problem I have with why everyone frames this discussion is that the onus is always on, like, Uncle Ted. Uncle Ted, he's the person you, you should be worrying about. No, it's like all the other people. You need to like set the tone that your politics are what's acceptable and theirs not. And you just got to figure out how that's going to happen. And who gives a shit what happens to Uncle Ted in the meantime? He, he, but that is who you're going to be talking across. Like, just realistically. What? He's the one who's going to be there on the other side of the table, you know, with little bits of food flying at you. With every syllable. Have very vivid, uh, <laughs> very vivid <laughs> memories and very vivid recollections of your angry uncle. <laughs> um, what kind of people? I mean, would you guys rather talk about impeachment, or would you guys rather talk about what kind of people do you want to hang out with during the holiday? One of those. Well, actually, can can we maybe go a third place real quick? Yeah. Let's let because I do like 
relatively agree with Adam here. And actually, something that I wanted to get into was the subject of basically, um, you know, neolibs around the holidays, like as like a little aside here, we don't have to go super deep into it. But just as like a like a side note to this whole thing, we're talking like vote blue, no matter who neolibs, are we talking about that? Pete seems like a nice young man, neolib. Yeah, any of that. I mean, that's all that's all bad. Problematic neolibs. Uncle Ted is a neolib. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's the worst time Uncle Ted. Yeah, like sometimes sometimes Uncle Ted isn't going, Trump's immigration policies are great. You should shut the hell up or something like that. Sometimes Uncle Ted's going, On the barrel of my shotgun, you try to take my president away from me, boy. Right. Sometimes Uncle Ted's going, well, don't you think that Pete Buttigieg is a more realistic leader? Ah, uh, triggered. <laughs> <laughs> So let's let's talk about that for a minute, um, because I think that that can be even harder to confront sometimes, but I don't think it's less necessary to confront uh, in terms of like if you're willing to confront racist Uncle Ted, you should also be willing to confront racist but secret about it Uncle Ted, which is the neolib one, if that wasn't obvious. Um, well, do you start by calling him racist? Because he's going to say he voted for Obama twice. Uh, <laughs> And I would have voted for him a third time if he had run. I actually think personally, the most effective tactic that I've found is either turning, turning their arguments kind of back on them or questioning their own progressivism in the right ways. Now, neolibs will get very indignant a lot of times if you kind of question their commitment to progressive values. But if you can demonstrate that what they're saying is anti-progressive, that it will actually like lead to regression, then a lot of times that's when they're in that corner where they can't really say anything else and they throw their hands up in the air. Adam, how do you deal with the resistance libs in your life? Uh, Kennedy just said kind of what I said. I mean, that's basically what I did with my mom. Uh, I just, you know, talked about her, tried to figure out the right ways to say it, to reveal kind of the ways she wasn't really progressive, and she's a Bernie supporter now, and she Uh, made a donation, which was cool. That's very cool. I don't have a lot of opportunities to clash with relatives. My relatives are usually um, apolitical or religious, or they're left-wing, and they may support a policy that's to the right of me because they're like, white people aren't going to go for that boy. Um, And in those situations, you just have to like talk about numbers and the viability of things and you kind of have to talk from more of like a game theory perspective of this is like a winning platform and then you talk about you know this guy got x number of people to a rally or the polls are at this kind of level and then at that at that stage you know they will kind of like go to just a religious faith in what is and Mm -hmm. they'll be like well it might be the case now but you know come this summer uh, things are going to change because, you know, people ain't paying attention right now. You have those kind of discussions. Um, and those discussions are like, you can't win with people like that right off the bat. Like you have to just kind of work to open their minds about things and let them see for yourself after like people have done the work and become more possible. I mean, that seems impossible. Demonstrating but... that change is possible is very difficult. Right. Um, uh, it always builds... yeah, for me, that's probably the hardest thing and also the thing I sympathize with the most. Like, I really don't have that big a problem with, like, apolitical people. Because if you're on the left, like, politics is super depressing. And so I don't blame people for tuning it out. It literally is. It's the worst thing 
I don't know why any of us show. We could have talked just about Star Wars entire hour and had fun. We could have made money in counterfeitors. We're smart yeah. enough to figure out that. Um, so use the Jedi mind trick on your relative. Um, this yes. scene. Uh, and just unironically, uh, this people can use whatever bathroom they leave them. The f- I am minding my own fucking business. I'm minding my own fucking. The dinner's great, and you've won. Obi Wan never had these kind of problems with his relative. Great. Does, did Obi Wan have a family? I think they take yes. you from your family when you're a little kid. Um, it is like some some come monk like yeah, like some llama. Yeah, pretty status. much every Jedi was raised by the Dalai Lama. It's actually super fucked up. This is why we're the gonna Jedi have to get act- into sometime maybe like llamas. That's a that's an interesting discussion, honestly. Oh yeah, because I think they're a lot grosser and weirder than. Yes. Oh wait, I thought we were talking about the Dalai Lama. Yeah, we are. We are. We're talking about yeah. in general. We're talking about that whole movement. Americans fetishize them because capitalism, and we can get into that too. Also, now. because like, Buddhism uh, is sort heard? of considered to be like an untouched religion in the eyes of like a lot of white liberals. Like somehow it was never corrupted in the way that other religions were. Guess because what? You're know. so fucking wrong. Because they don't know the history of any of those religions. Um, like it's completely ahistorical. They've read like two books on the subject, Max, um, and neither of them it's, were history it's, books. It's just, yeah, it's just to the to. Li- to the people who like that stuff, like that's a version of a real life version of the movie trope, the magical Asian, kind of similar to the magical Negro, but slightly different. I and I think that's like oh, in, in, conclu- in conclusion, the Jedi were bad. They deserve to be eradicated. Uh, Unironically, this. Yeah. And there needed to be a new order that was not as uh, stuck up and weird. Luke Skywalker should have been the person to do that, but he's a fuck up and a failure and we hate so thanks everybody i don't know if we hate him but he is a failure yeah he he really he really Um, thank you everybody for listening we'll talk about star wars some other time after we've all seen the new movie spoiler alert it's terrible it's the worst one um you'll want to light yourself on fire really bad spoiler alert chewbacca is really luke's father yeah it's true he they actually play a flashback of the conception of chewbacca Mm. Uh, him, him and Padme and uh they got uh what's her face back for like a short 20 second clip uh Natalie Portman it's actually Hanukkah themed which never was in Star Wars I don't know how what where the menorah comes into play but yeah Chewbacca is just making all kinds of sounds and he's hitting it from the back and um you actually don't get to see Wookiee Dick which is great but it's very strongly implied uh and I was just very uncomfortable so thank you for listening that's, that's fair I'm very uncomfortable with this outro <laughs> <laughs> so on behalf of Kennedy Cooper who's uncomfortable Adam are you comfortable or uncomfortable i'm always uncomfortable i'm on the spectrum so it's i'm just like that deeply uncomfortable threesome uh thank you for watching <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody uh we definitely oh we're all gonna it. need it you just got us canceled by the whole left over. our show's over now i just looked at the stats twitter's Great. all over this they said they said that not safe for wonk said merry christmas uh, if you if you still listen to this podcast, you are lib. Uh, You're canceled. Thanks thanks for a great series finale. Uh, we'll see you guys later. Goodbye. But seriously, happy holidays, everyone. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you again soon. Bye bye. Bye bye.